Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast. We are so happy you're here today to learn about how to create fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your small business. Today, we're going to dive into productivity. And this is a fresh perspective for everyone because you're not going to imagine how what we're about to talk about actually boosts your productivity. Oh, I have to first introduce myself (laughs) and our guest. Okay, so hi, business rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I am your host for today. I'm a tenured master business coach and growth strategist for that part, Think Marketing, for about 20 years now. I'm also a small business thought leader and the CEO of Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., which is the coaching practice specializing in guiding small businesses to optimize business performance and leadership. If you're new to our beautiful business podcast, you don't know that I am all about improving the underserved small business sector. But if you're a regular listener, you sure know that. And I honestly believe that small businesses are the accelerant of our economy so much that inadvertently, I ended up founding a number one best-selling business book series for small businesses. Now, don't worry about that. We'll share a little bit more about that later, because I really want to get on to introducing our guests today. Uh, Most importantly, in this introduction, I want you to realize that like all good things that come together, we never do them alone. And I knew this, so I invited tenured experts to join me in the authoring process in our book series. And today we have with us one of our tenured experts, mm, a number one international best-selling author, Dayu Patel, is in the house. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Maggie, <laughs> how are you? I am well. And are you ready to rock it for our listeners today? I am. I am. Yeah, I am maybe fully, I'm fully present and fully energized. Yeah, maybe even drop some brilliant points along the way. <laughs> maybe. Now you're putting pressure. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, everyone. It's important for you to know who Dayu is because he works with people who are striving to own their time. I love that. Striving to own their time and helps them build favorable relationships with time so they can shift from the stress of falling behind to experiencing the liveliness of feeling ahead. And you say a word um, throughout our series here, you're, you're, you say a word that's pep and I love pep. That's an old word that nobody says and it's very specific. So that's cool. He helps you bring your pep back into your life, everyone. So welcome again. You are rocking it. Thank you so much, Maggie. And I just wanted to tell you about that pep word. I love that so much. I actually named my company. So my company is called Pep Labs. And what pep really means to me and my company is people energize people, right? So there you go energize people. So when you say pep, you mean all sorts of things. I love this. Okay. So, so let's, let's talk about this for a moment. I told everybody we talk about the book series. This is um, a really cool place because this is 
your final episode in your mini series here on our podcast. So um, let's start with the book because that's how this all began, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. The book series we're referencing is titled Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And the subtitle is really where all the juice is because it's fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your business. Now, we have five volumes out. And um, the, the easiest way to distinguish the five volumes is by the color of their cover. Volume five, which Dayu is an author in, is the book with the turquoise cover. It's so vibrant. You can't miss it. <laughs> we have like a royal blue, <laughs> which is a sapphire blue. And this is turquoise. And turquoise is exactly what it is. So I want you to know that in volume five, the turquoise cover book, um, Dayu wrote chapter seven, and it is titled Time Integrity. And the subtitle for his chapter is Ending Ahead of Time. I love that. I just love it. Um, let's back up before we dive into what our real topic is for today, which we've been teasing all along the way, pro-science, pro-social science. Oh, man, I'm going so fast. I'm excited about all this. Pro-social <laughs> science. But let's start at the beginning. What is time integrity? I'm glad you asked, Maggie. So time, time integrity, real simple, um, is being able to complete what you say you're going to do uh, in terms of your tasks, your actions. <clears throat> Usually everything has got some kind of timestamp. Um, so time integrity for me and for basically all the people I've researched is your, your say-to-do relationship um, against your calendar. So if you put everything in your calendar, all your action items, stuff like that, you know, can you actually start and end on time what you say you're going to do? Mm. And there's just a lot of power in being able to do that, even if it's not 100% perfect, which, it, which again, it shouldn't be. It just needs to be perfect enough on the more important things that move the needle in your life. That's just power, just to be able to command time in that way, to know that you've got power over time is powerful. Ah, so we're managing it instead of it managing us. Yes. Now, I don't know if this is a PG-13 podcast, but basically we want to make time our bitch. <laughs> okay. I hope all the kids in the back seat didn't hear that one. <laughs> but it's, we, we don't often say things like that, but that's a good one. <laughs> it's a great visual. <laughs> I own you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So um, just to let everyone know, Dayu has four other episodes in this series. And the first one, he cracks open what time integrity is and give a very robust introduction to it. So feel free to, after you're done listening to this episode, go back and listen to 206. And then move to 221, because he talks about time compression. And then in episode 229, he talks about how we can be pacing ourselves. And then his last episode, he talked about reversing Parkinson's law 
so you can feel ahead. And that'll make more sense once you start listening to everything in the series. But for now, um, why don't we just dive into today's topic, which is pro-social science. What the heck is that? Most people are saying, and they're going to laugh because they already know what it is. They just don't know they know. Right, right. So bring it on, baby. All right. So pro-social science in the simplest way is really just giving time, money, giving things to people so they can actually move forward in life. Giving things to people so they can move forward in life. So does that mean I have to give up my TV and my couch to people so they can move forward in life? Not really. It's, it's more of a gesture of kindness uh, to just move them in a forward direction. Oh, so. so this doesn't necessarily mean we have to reach into our pockets and pull out cash. Matter of fact, quite the opposite, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. So Perfect. tell us more about this. Sure. So, so I stumbled across it during my intersection of understanding uh, social wealth or social circles, deep, meaningful friendships and, and time. And I, I realized that the people that have like this deep social wealth, these meaningful relationships are usually the ones that make time for people. And pro-social science, when it relates, so basically there's three universities that did research around time uh, in the pro-social science world. And they pretty much simplified it for me because I actually interviewed them at them on a phone. And, they, and there was a lot of mathematics and it's very complex equations. Like, wait, 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 let's just simplify this. They pretty much said, if you give someone 45 minutes of your time to help them move forward in their day, um, you get back an hour and 15 minutes of time back in your day. So, mm. and it doesn't have to be 45 minutes. You can just give someone 10 minutes. You still reap the rewards of getting more time back in your day. And I'll pause there. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting place to pause. So you're saying if I give somebody my time, like I, call them, I stop and say hello to them, have a little conversation or dive deep into something with them. I actually gain time. You gain time as long as the action and the intention is around forward momentum. So it's a forward action that you're a catalyst behind for another human being or a group of people, whatever it is that the time come back, comes back to you. Okay, so it's focusing then, uh, a big part of this is on uh, being on the positive side of things, beneficial, favorable versus getting depressed or in the ug of where they're at, right? Correct, I'll give you a real life case example. So I was working at a startup company, MIT-based startup company out in Boston, and um, I learned this from another colleague of mine in a previous company where he used to ask his manager every day because he would work his schedule appropriately, say, hey, is there anything I can help you with or move the ball forward or anything like that? The fact that he was actually able to take that time out of his busy day to ask that question of his manager, his manager is like, oh my God, this guy just makes me feel good just asking the question whether or not he actually helps me do something is another level. 
but just how many people call you in your day to say, hey, or die you, hey, what's the hardest thing you need to get done today? How can I help you achieve that? Or how can I help advise you on the best way to achieve that? That proactive call, that's pro-social. That's pro-socialized behavior. Pro-socialized behavior. Hmm. Okay, so let's talk about this. Do you constantly feel behind after you complete your top three things for the day? Yeah, so that, that's definitely a, um, a habitual pattern that a lot of us go into because we study so much productivity, what's called productivity porn out there, right? And we <laughs> practice and implement, you know, a lot of these different strategies. And let's just say you took the simple one, right? Like, hey, forget about 10 things on your to-do list or five things. Let's just say you name three things the night before you go to bed of what you need to accomplish the next day. You complete those three things. Well, after you complete those three things, how do you feel? Do you feel productive? You know, do you feel great? Do you feel energized? What ends up happening, especially for me at the time, is that I wanted to add more things to my to-do list. So I couldn't walk away from just feeling complete or potentially feeling ahead. So I would add more things. And therefore, my satisfaction would always be something I would fight to strive for. Am I satisfied? And I said, well, I got more time in my day. Let me get more things done. And so you never can actually enjoy that moment of where you're actually feeling satisfied, feeling accomplished, feeling a source of energy for yourself and for others uh, if you keep adding, adding more stuff to your to-do list. So there's a lot of power in being able to say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm done. And then move on move forward, walk away. Okay. So we, we follow the three things. Could be more, but you're saying just start with three. Okay. We, we accomplish those three things. And then we pile some more on. All right. That's where a different feeling comes into place. And you're talking about being social. So we're talking about relationship and emotion and mentality, all of that coming into play. So when we add more, because we're ahead, or at least in real time, you're saying that that can create a negative impact? Yeah, and a lot of us don't realize that the the negative impact in, is what we give up um it's not necessarily it's what you give up and it's what you, you what you could potentially gain um because we're gaining one thing right we're gaining completing a list of things um and what we're giving up is more of what makes us more human and more alive um and that's and that's where the productivity world doesn't necessarily talk about as much um, because the, the, the feeling of feeling productive is really around crossing something out um, really simply. And so feeling satisfied with your to-do list, does that really allow you to say, I have time to help others, right? When you, when you follow that simply. Okay. So in our last episode in your mini series, I said, I had a question for you. Now, I, I, I clearly mentioned I roll a little differently. I don't procrastinate. I work ahead. That's my MO. I see the value in it. And I do it so I can get to um, 
socializing, right? Spend time with the people that I choose to spend time with, however that is. And sometimes that's just me, right? We, we always forget that it starts with ourselves. But I'll, I'll have my three big things that I accomplish. I get up. I take a break. I celebrate the wind. And then I'll look at what else I could do very quickly. Because I want to continue to be ahead. Okay. So in one aspect, I'm doing everything you said, but I'm also adding on another layer. How does that screw me up? If I'm still walking out, let's say at the proverbial five o'clock. So it depends on what you find, like, like when you, when you look at what the research shows where people actually interviewed the elderly on their deathbed, like what was the three things that matter the most, you know? And usually what everyone says is, did I matter a lot? Did I matter enough? Did I, did I love enough? Did I make a big impact on the planet? Mm-hmm. Right? right. And what ends up happening is that <clears throat> when we add more activities onto our list, even if you are feeling ahead, but Hey, I want to continue to feel more ahead of it. I want to f- continue to get more things done is you're giving up your time for people. You're giving up time to invest in what I'm going to call a social wealth or social energy or human energy exchange. Let's just go to that level, human energy exchange. And, and after being part of entrepreneur organization and being part of some other entrepreneur groups, I decided to do a research about 10 years ago to say, hey, let me just look at your calendar. What is your perfect day? What does your perfect day look like? And so we had these big, huge pieces of paper that everybody stuck up on a wall and they wrote their day. They wrote their typical average day, what their perfect day looks like, et cetera. And then we actually asked them um, 50 questions around energy. What energizes you? Red Bull, Pyronaps, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> right? And what came out of that, I was hoping would be the answer, but I, I had no idea it would be the answer, is that when you look at all the results, a majority of people, and this was, uh, I think we interviewed about 125 entrepreneurs on the streets of DC, actually, it was a live poll, was people, people energize people. So, so it goes back to, okay, when do you feel productive, right? And, and I, I think the definition or the evolution of, of when do you feel productive needs to elevate to when do you feel like you can help others move forward? Okay, now that may explain my difference, because I build people into my schedule. Okay, and I'm really focused on that. So that could be my whole difference right there. Like I said, in last episode, I I do things a little differently. Yeah. And, And Maggie, what you're what you're sharing is an ideal state, right? Because out of all the people that we interacted with, interviewed, and, and did these like short mini workshops just to examine people's calendars and examine where they're spending their time, there was one person that actually every Thursday he had a social dinner at his home where he would invite different social groups of friends that he had from elementary school, high school, college. He had five jobs uh, in his career. So he invites people from that and he cycles through his social circle. So he's always creating that in-person human experience that creates those memories, right? 
Bingo. Okay. Okay. So, so that answers the, the unique circumstance of me. Everybody's different. So I, I wanted to say, okay, because maybe there is somebody that's doing things more ideal, as you said. You know, so that's cool. Thank you for sharing because that was on the fly. Listen to that expert go. <laughs> okay, now I want to ask you a question. When do you feel most productive? Mm. I feel most productive when I actually can tell myself I end I can end my day at 10 a.m. Ah, beautiful. When I can because I wake up really early. So I was taught this uh, philosophy from Native Americans. And they say for every hour that you go to bed before midnight is equivalent to an hour and a half after midnight. So I'm usually in bed around 8 p.m. If I go to bed at 7.55 p.m., I notice a massive difference actually. But I go to bed around 8 p.m. and I wake up at 2 a.m. And when I wake up at 2 a.m., I pop out of bed. I'm not lethargic. I'm not you know crawling out or anything. I'm pumped. Um, and I can pretty much manage my energy. So that's why for me, it's like, if I can say, Hey, at 10 AM, I'm done. Any other activities that come that are work-related after that, I can be very casual about it. There's no sense of urgency, um, because I'm going to be working my urgent items. Cause I could for, foreshadow or, or, uh, predict if something could become a fire drill before it becomes anticipation. Right. That's a huge part of what I try to practice. Mm-hmm. And then I try to get all the hard stuff done, not the frogs, not the Brian Tracy stuff, eat your frog. I try to do the things where it makes me feel ahead of my day, makes me feel energized and makes me basically feel like a badass. Um, and if I could do that by 10 AM, then the whole day is just cruising. Now that's not a constant for me. That's my goal, but that's when I feel that's my definition of productive because then I have time for people. I have time for my family. I can put my feet up on the desk. I can watch Netflix. I can binge and not care, not care, <laughs> not, not care that I'm squandering my time. That's that to me is productive. Okay. All right. Well, you front loaded everything. So I, I get that. I'm a front loader too. So, <laughs> you know, it, it works that way. Okay. So let's pull back from the you and me thing for a moment and, and talk about people generally. When do people typically feel productive? People typically feel productive when they can cross something off a list um, or delete something, cancel something, remove something. Um, That's because it helps them move forward in their day, right? It helps them feel. It's an emotion. So so productive is an emotion, uh, actually. Um, And to each person, there's probably a different definition. It just depends. But yeah, when you feel like you're crossing something off a list, you start feeling productive. But the end state of productive is when you've given yourself a list, you stuck to that list, you got everything done off your list. Now, if you got, let's say, uh, 90% done off your list, do do you still feel productive? And again, that's to each his own around that. Some people do. Some people feel hyperproductive. Some people still don't feel productive. Um, so again, I think, I think when you're driven by an action list is one thing, but when you're driven by actually asking yourself, what would energize you if you got this completed in a certain time frame? that's another level of emotion when it comes to productivity, um, because you're going against a lot of odds. So I'll give you an example. Um, I had a guy that worked at an enterprise software company 
And uh, he said, Dai, he's like, I have a to-do list. I get a lot of things done, but I don't feel this alive, energized state that you talk about. And I said, all right, well, that's because you're not upping the ante, right? <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're not trying to accomplish the impossible in a short amount of time. I go pick something that's so hard that most people would say that's impossible for you to get done that day, right? Just pick it. And you know what that is. Intuitively, you know something. And I gave him a minute. He came up with something. And I said, all right, can you get that done by 5 p.m.? He's like, hell no. He goes, too much orchestration. I got to get this person. I got to get that person. Right, well, good. Right now, you're actually mapping out a plan. I go, if you focus on that, and even though you've got some other things to do in your to-do list, and those are things that I think you're going to get done no matter what, but if you can make a dent in making this mission impossible possible by a certain time today, would that really move everything, all the needles in your life? And he's like, yeah. And just talking about it, you can tell he had some pep in his body, right? He's like, just more animated. And so he went to town and he got that done. And I'm like, and he called me and he shared with me what he felt. And I said, what if you start every day like that, asking yourself that one question and seeing how much of a dent you can make in that? Oh, okay. What if? That's a powerful question. What if? How much more pep could you get in your step? Okay. I love that. I have one last question to wrap up your whole mini series. Are you ready? I am ready. What is the summary of steps and beliefs? Because you're sitting here saying productivity is an emotion. So I think we need to add steps, which are action and beliefs, which are mental thoughts, right? Yeah. Um, what is the summary for you for you to share so people can practice and, and we're just talking about practicing. We're not going to nail this right out of the gate. It takes a long time to uh, go ahead and get competent at this. Right. So can you walk us through a couple simple steps? Yeah, it's, it's really just a few. I mean, the, the simple premise behind all these steps is really in the end of your day or in the middle of your day, do you have time to help someone move forward? Answer that question, because that will determine if you're truly productive or you're not. Because if you don't have time to help people in a forward motion, then you're just so caught up in the cogs of getting things done, getting things done. And probably someone else is driving your calendar and not necessarily you driving your calendar. That's a problem. Got it. Right. Okay. So I would say, you know, simple belief is to get to the point where you actually have time to at least help one person. And <laughs> if you can just give 10 to 15 minutes and I, I have it. I wrote in another book, you know, this thing called power up calls where people took 15 minutes or 10 minutes to power up someone else in their day. But, but basically 10 to 15 minutes, if you can find that and energize someone to accomplish something powerful or accomplish something small, doesn't matter. Just the, the simple act would be great. So that was the ultimate thing. So in the framework, right, if you were to practice a series of steps, I think the first goal for everyone is, can you achieve time integrity, right? Okay. Can you, can you do it for a week? Can you do it for two weeks as, as level one, right? In this new paradigm shift, you're really changing your relationship to time to basically making time your bitch, right? So, so, so you got time integrity, right? After you feel like you're moving in a forward motion, you can accomplish a couple of things that you say you're going to do consistently, then time compression. Can you actually shorten the time? 
that it, it will normally take you to do something. And that goes back to that empowering question that I asked uh, my friend, you know, what's mission impossible look like for you? Right. When can you get that done? So that's where time compression comes in. Okay. And then, and then you will actually achieve a feel ahead state from actually taking something really hard, compressing timing, seeing if you can get that done. Um, and I think that if you can, if you can get some of these basic things done with ending on time, practicing the whole time integrity framework, compressing time and feeling ahead, you will naturally feel uh, a pro-socialized aspect to how you show up. Ta-da! Just like that. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. That was a nice summary. And it wasn't complicated. It just takes practice. It takes practice. And it takes being a little bit fearless. Mm. It is scary to make that first call to power up someone or to find a way to energize another human being. But, you know, the best place that it happens is not friend, calling a friend or calling a friend you haven't spoke to in a while is definitely easier or could be harder. It just depends on who you are. But calling a colleague at work, even if it's your manager or your peers, it's it's they're, they're going to take a step back going, what? You got time? You got because what I tell people sometimes is I've got some free time. Or sometimes I tell people I have feel ahead time. And they're like, what's that? And then that, that's another conversation with them. <laughs> but I said, I have feel ahead time and I can help you for like 10, 15 minutes. What is it that you would love to get done today that maybe I can assist or advise? And it's just a game changer. It's a game changer. That's it. Time integrity is a game changer yeah. because it leads you to prosocial. Yes. If you keep practicing, practicing, practicing. Love this. Oh my gosh. Guess what? We need to wrap this puppy up. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. And listeners, I hope you're stoked about what you heard. And if you want to learn more and engage with number one international and best-selling author, Dayu Patel, start by reading chapter seven in volume five of the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Again, that's the one with the turquoise cover, volume five. And Dayu did something really cool because his topic is very different from all the other productivity stuff that you hear out there. I guess he called it productivity porn. Uh, Very interesting phrase. (laughs) Won't get into that. Absolutely. But, but uh, at the end of Dyer's chapter, he has an excellent glossary where he defines all of these unique terms that most of us aren't familiar with. And quite honestly, he has some cutting edge stuff here. And that's why I invited him to be an author in the series. This is important for us to figure out. So at the end of the chapter, glossary. You'll love it. It's a nice cheat sheet on how you can move through your day and improve your life. Next is an author page and a business page at the end of Dayu's chapter. And at the bottom of his author page, he has a special invitation for you. Dayu, would you like to share with everyone what that is? I sure would. Um, so what, what I have there is a couple things. One, I have a challenge for everyone uh, to see if they can actually uh, show up on time or end on time for five days straight. Um, so that, that's one thing. And I kind of break down those steps on how to do that or what does that look like. 
And then there's a PDF primer on how do you end on time? What does that look like? And how did it look like for Steve Jobs and Tony Shea and everyone else that we researched that had this power and this ability to be able to end on time and show up to all types of meetings, just show up and they're right on time. And there was so much massive respect and power and energy with that. And then the third thing, which I'm adding, uh, is the ability for people to schedule time with me so that I can actually review their work week calendar. It's a free session. I'll just review your calendar. We'll talk through it. And then we'll see if we want to do something on a bigger scale to kind of achieve some of the things that we've talked about and what's in the chapter. Wow. That's very generous. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And here's something else that's really cool, listeners. Right now you can see everything about the book, the book series for that matter, and all the authors. But most importantly, uh, we're, we're focusing on Dayu today <laughs> and your relationship with Dayu. So I invite you to download our free mobile app, which is Brilliant Biz Book. So go to your app store, type in Brilliant B-I-Z book. And once you have that downloaded, we have a couple really cool features there. We have uh, a community page. We have all of our podcasts there. That's important for what I'm going to speak about next. And we have a feature called Ask an Expert. You can type in Dayu's name, and I want to spell that for you because it's unique. It's D-A-H-Y-U, Dayu Patel. And once you click on his name, you're going to see that it opens up into an email format and you're just going to email him whatever the heck your question is about everything he said. You can go back through all of his episodes and ask him anything or anything that he wrote about in the chapter. Of course, he's waiting for you. Pretty cool bonus, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me share with you once again what um, Dayu's chapters are again. Uh, all I said chapters. Podcast, Maggie. Podcast. No, it's episodes. It's okay. episodes. Okay. <laughs> okay, episodes in his mini series on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because this is number five of five in his mini series. So the first one is all about time integrity, where we really get into the basic understanding of what time integrity is, and that's episode 206. Then we move on to time compression, and that's a pretty cool one. <laughs> episode 221. Then the third in Dayu's mini series is all about how to be pacing yourself. And that's episode 229. And then the fourth episode, which is the one prior to this, is all about reversing Parkinson's law so you can feel ahead. So those are all five. And it would help if you would start at 206 and move through them because sequence matters. And we build upon the prior um, episodes, wisdom sharing. So there you have it. Dayu, I want to thank you because you have five. Did you hear that? Five great episodes <laughs> <laughs> in your mini series here. And they're very powerful. Thank you for the time to 
lay this out so it makes sense to everybody, as well as complement and even supplement what you wrote about in your chapter. Um, your wisdom sharing is quite intriguing and powerful when applied. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie. And, and th this whole journey and process has been uh, pretty powerful and pretty amazing. And I love that you said sequence matters um, because it truly does. And, and the only yep. time we really realize that and it unfolds is by talking about this stuff more and more uh, to kind of streamline and connect the dots in, in unique ways. And I do welcome the audience to kind of challenge uh, some of these uh, concepts and techniques and strategies in a new way of, of being uh, with time, because I, I love that and I love learning. So um, I would really welcome that. But thank you again, Maggie, for this. This has been a great opportunity in many ways. You're welcome. It's so awesome. I would like to say even brilliant. <laughs> no pun, right? No pun intended. Totally. Okay. <laughs> and listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Shine brightly until next week.